Sirens. Chapter 12 Sweat dripped down her face, stinging her eyes. She swiped at it, eyes fixed on the trees outside the long row of windows that made up the gym wall. She didn't look at the pace, or time, or the fancy readouts. She didn't think of anything but one foot in front of the other. As long as her mind was empty, she wouldn't remember. The sun was sinking when her body finally failed her. It was just a little stumble, but that's all it took. That's all it ever took. The rubber treadmill track caught the toe of her shoe and swept her feet out from under her. She landed with an undignified grunt, rolling free of the machine. It hummed on for a few seconds, then fell silent. Her heart thundered in her ears. Her chest heaved. It was the only movement in the room for a long time. Even looking away from the tile roof was too much effort. Heaviness spread. The weight crept over her arms and legs, pinning her to the floor. Her heart beat now out of fear, not effort. Panic. His hands sank into her, excruciating and deliberate. The cottonwood looked down mutely. Marianne rolled onto her side, hugging her knees. The feeling of his hands inside her persisted, reverberating through her body. She waited until the waves spread out beyond her and vanished. She got slowly to her hands and knees. Oh, my hunter. The doppelganger's mocking voice made her twitch. It was sitting astride a weight bench. Fuck off. Do you think I'm here because I want to be? It looked around. Nice digs, though. Someone's gold digging paid off. The light gleamed brutally against the freshly torn flesh. Marianne didn't want to think that her brain would make up something so realistic. Then again, she was alone in the window's reflection. I must really hate myself. It giggled. You do. But I don't think that's why I'm here. Marianne sat back on her heels. Then why? It lifted a shoulder. One finger dipped into the blood on its chest, writing something on the blue vinyl bench. Maybe you're crazy. All of this fancy new life is just... It tapped its temple. That's some cheesy sci-fi shit. Point well taken. Suppose we'll figure it out. It leaned forward. The fuck are you doing down here? Dumb shit. Marianne threw her towel at it. Embarrassing and ineffective except that it laughed and disappeared. She used the treadmill to help climb to her feet and collected the towel to wipe the sweat and splashed water from the machine. Her legs shook like Bambi on ice. She dragged the empty water bottle out of the plastic holder and made her slow way out, pausing to read the fading words on the bench. I was here. Great. Ash wouldn't quite be up yet. Marianne didn't like to think that she was happy about it, but it would give her some time to think, to get her head together. She didn't like to think she was scared, either. Not of Ash. But she'd hurt her. Not just by shooting at the siren, but by sending it away. Fucking up her plan. Taking Matt's word. That was dumb. Everyone knew you had to back up your boyfriend. Or girlfriend. Whatever. It was basic stuff. Ash first, everyone and everything else came after. 
She caught her reflection in the elevator's polished steel door. Without thinking, she'd started rubbing herself, leaving streaks of pain where Ewan's hands had disappeared into her flesh, fingers grasping. There'd been a lot of fighting, bumping around and stuff. It could have been any of it or all of it. The result was no pregnancy. That was what she wanted, right? She wondered if it had been him, if he'd done something to her. To it. All of that was such a mess, that time. She forced her hand down, clenching her fist. It was a mess, but it didn't matter anymore. It was over, and there was other stuff to deal with. Hot water soothed some of the ache away. She breathed easier, trying to form her apology. It should be simple. With her mom, there'd always been a snap to it that made it all feel dishonest. With Bobby, it had always been a vague forgetting, unsettled, but left behind to fester before it just went away. She didn't want to fuck things up with Ash and get bitchy or let things get poisoned until it all went bad. She wanted to know where they stood. She craved it. Something solid. Sure. I'm sorry, I... What? Sorry that she'd shot at the siren when it looked like it was going to hurt Ash? Her hands paused, bubbles of shampoo popping against her skin. Sorry she believed Matt? Sorry that she'd sent it away, when it was for sure coming for them. Sorry that whatever she'd done, there was that fucking tree. Sorry she did that, for sure. She finished up and dried her hair, weaving it into two braids for good measure, putting off the inevitable. Maybe Ash was right, and the siren hadn't meant her any harm. But it had looked like it had. Wasn't that enough? Her fluffy bathrobe cocooned her. She hugged it to herself, ignoring the lingering discomfort. There was nothing in her chest, nothing twisting her insides. She heard the murmur of voices on TV on her way to the dresser. She dug through a drawer for a comfortable t-shirt. Even though it was only plain clothes, there was still cedar in there, making it smell nice. Comfortable jeans, fluffy socks. Each little thing made her feel more like herself. What was it called? Girding for war? She looked in the mirror, fingering the end of a braid. The wild tumble of blankets, pillows, and sheets was reflected behind her. Neither of them were bed makers. Her little orca was set beside her book on the nightstand. Her nightstand. Her first night, their first real night together, Ash asked which side she liked to sleep on. She'd been too embarrassed to say that she'd only really ever slept in her own narrow bed. With Bobby, it had been couches and back seats and sleeping bags. When they had a bed, it was only for as long as the sex lasted. Instead of picking, she'd guessed from the divot in the pillow, which side Ash liked and chose the other. When they'd moved here to their own place, it had become her side, with her nightstand and dresser. Ash had left her to change over her clothes into smoothly rolling drawers, letting her know that she belonged to a place. To a someone. She belonged in the fancy apartment with Ash. Why was she ruining things? A wave of panic washed over her, leaving her shuddering. Her side of the bed and her stupid t-shirts in her stupid drawer that smelled like cedar and her books and computer. She could have taken Ash's money and done anything, but she hadn't. 
because nothing meant anything without Ash. She had to fix it. She edged down the hall, wondering how to start. Wing it, maybe. See what mood Ash was in. She'd been quiet since the parking lot. There were different kinds of quiet, and she needed to figure out which one it was. Before she reached the living room, she froze. What she thought was TV dialogue was Ash, talking to Matt. I know I wasn't there. That's why I'm asking. It's not my story to tell. She heard Matt's impatient sigh. I just want to know why she was so upset. Did you not notice the tree change species? Not really. Not an arborist, then. All right. So what is it? What's the problem? That thing disappeared. It was her, somehow, wasn't it? She did something. It wasn't you. You wanted it to stay. There was an icy silence. Marianne held her breath. It's true. Don't press your luck. So it wasn't her? We don't know enough to go racing ahead. This is dangerous territory. So, you've seen things like this before. He sounded like he'd scored a point. Mysterious things are mysterious for a reason. What? Like secret societies and shit? It's not about hoarding power. It's about dying. Or worse. Okay. There's a risk. But that thing's gonna come back. You know it. I know it. So we gotta think of something. We. Oui. Doesn't matter if you like it or not. I'm a part of this. Really? I'm the one with the least... Whatever. Mojo. And I'm still in it. Damsel in distress. Marianne's voice maybe didn't come out as smooth as she'd have liked. They both looked up. She managed not to wobble on the way to her chair. A quick glance at Ash revealed nothing. She'd probably be awesome at poker. She was awesome at everything. You okay, Mare? Yeah. You? Still the Cadillac of worms. She looked at Ash, quick, then went to sit cross-legged and instantly regretted it, wincing and rubbing her legs. Absorbing, Matt said. When I can hobble to a drugstore. She stretched cautiously. So, I guess we need to figure out what to do next. We've been talking about that, Matt said. Arguing, you mean. Do you know where you sent it? Ash's voice was gentle. Her, Marianne offered. Ash smiled. Marianne liked that. She liked that a lot. She took a deep breath. Easy. Easier. It was you, right? Matt said. It had to be you. I guess it was. I have so many questions. Marianne smiled weakly. Me too. This is new. You said you did it last year. I thought it was just there, with that guy. You called me, Ash said. Apologetic, almost. It was a gate, like last night. It could have just been you, or that place. We didn't know it wasn't until now. Ish, she added, thinking of the hallway. Dumbass. You sent it away, though, she nodded. Where did she go? I thought of the farthest place I could. Banff. Matt laughed. Banff? Marianne flushed. It's the farthest place I've gone. Matt's laugh trailed off. We've got to get you to Toronto or something. You say she talks to you, Ash said. Is she coming back? Do you know? Matt scratched his head, making a thinking face. Think so. 
even if she didn't want to get me before. Now she's pissed. We have a little time. Asha's eyes were on her. Marianne felt like she was taking a test she hadn't studied for. The gun didn't seem to have much effect, Matt said. Any other ideas? I don't think I shot all that well. You definitely hit her. To her surprise, Ash nodded along with Matt. I've been going to the range. I guess it helped. You can send it away, Matt said. Like that'll make a difference? I can't send it to Alberta for the rest of my life. I bet you can practice. Everything takes practice. Send it farther, or somewhere else. She winced, looking down. She'd started rubbing at her sternum without noticing. How do you like Chinese? Marianne and Matt swiveled to look at Ash like alien robots. Will you stay for dinner? My treat, as long as you order. Time for a feast, Matt bounced up and pulled out his phone. Got a menu? Marianne slipped out onto the balcony. The first touch of fresh air felt like it was blowing through her, taking all the bad shit with it. The metal railing was smooth under her hands. She could see so far, over things, past them. Leave it all behind and just be new. Everything was supposed to be new. It was time to let go of all the shit, leave it behind. The balcony door slid open and closed. Ash leaned on the railing beside her. My girl. I was going to apologize. Where are you now? Yeah, but... Awkward. Marianne looked down. I just... I don't really know what to apologize for. I know you're pissed at me. I want to fix that. But I thought it would hurt you. It wasn't just that Matt said it. I saw something too. So I'm sorry I pissed you off, but I wanted to stop it. There was a long pause. Marianne wished the wind would just take her away from this crappy moment. It stung, Ash admitted. I should have been on your side. You did it to protect me. Yeah. So... You did take my part. I just couldn't see it, and I didn't believe you when I should have. Too caught up in my own failure. It's not your fault. No one can be everywhere or save everyone. I was so close. Ash closed her eyes. The lights reflected off the flawless contours of her face. Marianne got caught up in it for a minute, then felt like shit because Ash needed her now. Mind out of the gutter. She loved her man, our Astrid. Mad for him, and he for her. And any fool could see it. Smiles like the sun and moon whenever they were together. But he was out to sea, and the fear took her. She prayed and prayed. But if there was an answer, she couldn't hear it. Not in a church. He heard it, though. Ewan. And he came. And he promised her forever, without the fear that ate at her. It was a trick. So it was, a world without fear. She thought it meant a life with her love. Who would turn away? What could I say to compare with that? I went to fetch her father. Him, she heard, and came away a bit from the gate she'd made. Left it to fade near enough. Your love will be back, he said. Love takes trust. And she heard. The wind filled up the silence, and Matt's voice on the phone. One of his beasties, it was. Took her father right through the heart. 
and laid it all at my feet. She ran, and I lost her, and the gate glimmered on the cliffs above the sea. It would still be there, waiting, if not for you. Is it gone? A friend sent word. It disappeared last summer. I thought she might be gone with it, to see her love again. I hoped so. I'm sorry. Not for you to be sorry. I was a fool to think what I did. Marianne bit her lip. Do you remember what it's like to be there, listening to him? That was a long time ago for me. And the... She made fangs with her fingers, coaxing a long-suffering smile from Ash. Just... It was weird there. It just was. It was hard to think about anything but what he was saying. And it always sounded right. I'm no green child. When you first met him, you were. Just like me. Just like Astrid. Young and stupid. She paused. Ready to listen to sweet talk. That hometown boy. Ash spat. A fool. Who knew nothing. I was the idiot who believed him. You're no idiot. A little rush of pleasure made Marianne smile. You're biased. So I should be. My point. My point is, it wasn't weird that she didn't hear you. It was hard to hear anything, and she was around him for like a long time. Her glassy white fingers tangled with Marianne's in a brief caress. Thank you, my girl. It's cool. Of course. I was in no danger. Ash's voice inflated with exaggerated unconcern. Sorry. My mistake. Truly. Understood. Their smiles drifted away. This thing. Do you think you can do it? I'd rather... Kill it. Make sure it can't come after us. Sensible. Ash nodded. It could buy us time to figure out how to make sure it can't come after us. Practice. Like Matt said. She made a face. Even dogs have a good idea now and then. He's not that bad. You asked him to dinner. Here now. She could breathe again. You aren't alone. We're partners. Lovers. Ash. I'll be there for you. Marianne clapped four times. Oh, my lord. Matt knocked on the glass and came to stand beside Marianne when it seemed like the coast was clear. Everything okay? Yeah. Nice view. Yeah. I got orange chicken. Heathen, Ash said. I'm a beast. So, what kind of dinner is this? Celebratory? Plotting? Big kiss-off? She looked at Ash, who was doing her mask-like expression. Marianne waited stubbornly. Working while you eat is bad for your digestion. Come, let's enjoy our food.